I want to get Audio Hijack. I edit in GarageBand. Um, I'm half considering putting these files onto a USB stick and going to an Apple store and editing using their copy of Logic. Now I'm recording. Okay. Do you think they would just let you sit in there to and do that for two hours? So as long as we're starting the show now. Hi, guys. Um, I hi. sat in a Apple store uh, on you, Boyle's. You got a chair. Yeah, I got a chair. And they have chairs. Oh, yeah. They do have chairs at some of them. Okay. <laughs> Wait, yours doesn't have a chair? I, I mean, like they have certain, they have the stools at like some of them where they have the training, but regular ones don't really, I don't live in a cool big city Apple store thing. Yeah. We have a three story Apple store in uh, the heart of Boston. Oh dear God. Oh, well yeah, it's Boston. So I was there. Um, I was getting my screen replaced on my five uh, S because the home button stopped working and when he took it into the back to change it out, he said, yeah, so the screen also fell off while I was doing this. So it's free. And even though I was out of warranty, they uh, they covered it because they screwed up, which was awesome. So I sat there for an hour and I was just listening to Overcast in one of the browsers and nobody stopped me for a solid hour. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe they wouldn't care if I had Logic open. <laughs> they, maybe they wouldn't. I mean, I think they'd probably get concerned if they see you I mean, with the flash drive, but you could replace that with any... Ye insert cloud service here one drive one weird weird thing i noticed yeah this is totally stupid i like type dr and search on spotlight on my phone and every single cloud service has dr in it google drive one drive dropbox and so i don't know that was okay that was stupid Kyle. um <laughs> no, that's awesome <laughs> i don't know it's just like easy shortcut just type dr and all the cloud services and stuff. oh no, that works i mean i do you ever use Dropbox or anything like that on your phone? I do use Dropbox on my phone. Like how so? What do you use it for? Now that I can like, now with the whole iOS 8 and iCloud picker and when it does decide to work, um, I can, I use it to like move files in between. Like I know one time I wanted to update my resume or just look at it. And so I went into pages, opened the resume from Dropbox in pages, but then it imports it into iCloud, which is kind of stupid because that's not how it's supposed to work but and then i saved it back to dropbox or i'll do it with like boarding passes because i tend to fly a lot um basically assignments and boarding passes that's about it when i'm on my iphone or ipad and it, definitely a lot more th this semester because i'm i'm using i'm doing a whole thing and i it's actually gone fine is i take my ipad to class to take notes instead of my laptop because then i don't get distracted as much and i kind of actually focus <laughs> Yeah, that's what I do too. I um, last semester, or I guess two semesters ago, because last semester I was doing an internship, I tried doing iPad notes on uh, in class. And what I've noticed with that is that it you get a lot of really bizarre looks when you take out a um, iPad, an external keyboard, and a stand, and everyone's <laughs> looking at you like, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, it's not really a I don't know. It's, I wouldn't call it a problem per se, but it's just something that people aren't that used to. Like I can imagine, you know, Vitici gets some uh, bizarre looks when he takes out his iPad and starts, you know, running an entire website from it. Everyone gives him bizarre looks from anywhere on the internet because people still think, like, did you see any of those Yahoo comments today? Like, No, I didn't. What was uh, this? So Yahoo, basically Yahoo syndicated BGR, which syndicated his article. And so it was like on Yahoo Tech. And... It was just like the article made it twist like he was like paid to write it and then the comments were just like oh you can't do it on an ipad yada yada and all this bull crap it's just like everyone and their mother who has internet access and a criticis criticizing attitude just like oh he can't do that it's like he just guys he's doing it 
Wow, but that's that's god awful. I'm actually surprised at you because I have I have a Bluetooth keyboard. I have the Apple one. I know, um, not the fancy Logitech or anything, but I haven't taken it to school yet. And I just use I literally just have the iPad and the smart cover iPad Mini, and I sometimes will have it in landscape typing, and sometimes I'll just hold it up in portrait and thumb type, thumb type my dreams away or my heart out or whatever, but I just hold, I just kind of hold it up in class and just like thumb type while I'm doing it. And I can take them pretty fast. I figured this out a few weeks ago when um, people were talking about how fast they can type on, you know, various devices and various, you know, keyboard configurations. I, I feel like, like most people our age, I type fastest on my phone. And hmm. it's, it's really weird. I want to take notes on my phone uh, just because, you know, I spend so much time texting and so much time tweeting that, you know, I've developed that kind of muscle memory and that kind of, you know, I, I'm just really, really good at typing on a phone. And when I type on a phone in class, the, I always get this feeling that the producer, producer, the professor, Produce, the producer yes. of the class brought to you by producer <laughs> I don't know. I trying to think no, the um, the, the professor thinks that I'm you know texting or tweeting or something like completely opposite. And I guess like the more, uh, the further away you get from a mobile device, the more accepted it is to be typing. So, uh, pen and paper, of course, that's going to be like the cannot canonical way to take notes in class. You know, they were just talking about this on Upgrade last week, and um, what happened was you can type on a uh, laptop, and it's you know it's okay. I mean. Oddly enough, laptop is usually where I do most of my goofing off if I'm using it in class uh, because they don't know that I'm on 2048. Yeah, a million windows or like such Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, notes. Exactly, exactly. And then um, typing on an iPad, you get a few more strange looks because it's not generally accepted you can do actual work on an iPad yet. And then the iPhone is just, that's a lost cause. I mean, I feel ridiculous taking notes on an iPhone. I can't wait until summer semester and I can take notes on my watch. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm, I'm going to, like, find a way to connect a keyboard via Bluetooth and just, like, type away on the, on the watch. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What do you want to talk about tonight? You mentioned work-life balance. Child labor in China? Uh, <laughs> kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia! <laughs> what movie? Kyle, what movie? Uh, frick. Dude, you know I'm not good at this. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is that from? No, I have no idea. I was going to say interview, but I haven't even seen that yet. And mm. I know. I know. What movie, Kyle? Whatever. It's a lost cause. Uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? What movie is that? I'm not telling you. See, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I can... <laughs> I try to type the quote. The Prime Minister of Malaysia is Najib Razak. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. I can't. All I'm good. Oh, it's is it Zool? Oh, it's Zoolander. I love that it's movie. It's Zoolander. Yes. God. God damn it. Oh, oh boy. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Zoolander, which I finally watched about eight months ago. Um, okay. On Netflix. Mm. When I had Netflix. You don't have Netflix um, anymore. I canceled it because I would get distracted too much at school Ooh. or after school, and I would just lay there and watch Netflix. Like, I got through Parks and Rec in three weeks over the summer semester. <laughs> I got through all of Parks and Rec in, like, three weeks, and I'm just like, you know what? I should have spent this time writing my 12-page research paper that's due tomorrow. So I'm like, eh, cancel. Jesus. I mean, for me, Netflix is something just kind of unwind, but 
I, it's never gotten to the point where I cancel subscriptions or stop paying for something if it gets in the way. That I just chalk that up to me yeah. being, you know, really bad at doing school. Yeah, that's that's me too. I mean, but at the same time, like I I find new ways to distract myself if I'm gonna do that, and I'm trying to get out of that. But at the same time, I just like uh, Netflix. I'm just gonna stop paying for this just so I don't feel obligated to. I don't know. I just. I needed to get out of watching it, and so I just, like, yeah, I canceled. That makes sense. I mean, in my apartment, what we're doing now, um, over, I guess, winter break at this point, I signed up for Hulu Plus because they offered me another free week for some reason, and I got nice. it. I was watching it. I was enjoying it. I was watching a few things. The ads pissed me off to no end because it's a streaming service I'm paying for. Yeah, why do you, you get ads when you pay for it? Like, when you don't pay for it. You get ads, and they're the same, exact same when you pay for it, except you get, like, exclusive content when you pay for it. So how Hulu Plus works, it'll uh, give you – Hulu Plus lets you watch on um, iOS and TV and, you know, I guess Android, too. Uh, regular Hulu is only for your computer. Uh, you still get the uh, same ads, and then you get whole back catalog. So if you, sign, if you go on Hulu now, mm-hmm. you can watch, I don't know, maybe the last three or four or five episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine for free. My friends and I are just getting into it, so we started from season one last week. So Hulu Plus gives you back catalogs. It gets you access to watch it other places, but it still gives you ads. I mean, I guess you have to pay for it somehow, but it just seems kind of a little scumbaggery to do that. It doesn't seem like, like, it's like, where are your money, where's your money going towards if you're, well, I mean, to get the back catalog. I don't know. It's pro- It's a weird money scheme for them. It's annoying, but, I mean, I can't blame them for wanting to charge consumers for, you know, something they're paying for. I would gladly pay an extra five bucks a month or something for no ads. Uh, for me, the problem is, you know, this is a streaming service which I put on par with Netflix, which I guess I would get on this tangent. And, you know, why am I not seeing ads in Netflix yet? I'm seeing ads in Hulu. It's It's infuriating. Yeah, and then at the same – I mean, then at the same time, the same argument could be made about cable, which – Way back when, when cable first came about, they advertised as, like, to normal analog uh, bunny-eared televisions. They're like, hey, come over to cable. We don't have ads. <laughs> and then they got ads syndicated into them because they have the crap load of money or I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Ads ads just make your way into everything. <laughs> Every time I bring this up on Twitter or with my friends, they bring up the analog of cable. You know, you're paying for cable, but you still get ads. The way mm-hmm. I see it... You're, when you pay for cable, you pay f- to bring cable into your home, and then the ads are for the individual networks. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like the networks don't get enough money from the cable providers unless there's advertisements. It's it's so weird. Exactly. And then, you know, I'm paying for internet to bring Hulu into my home, and I'm paying for Hulu so I should be able to get Hulu without ads. And I guess by that logic, the ads are promoting the network, but... I feel like these ads are all Hulu exclusive because half the ads are for Hulu itself, which is another thing I don't get. Why would you advertise to someone? Wait, you still get ads for Hulu Plus on Hulu Plus? Most of the ads between commercial breaks in shows I watch on Hulu Plus are for other shows on Hulu. And it's not like for specific networks. I get ads for, I don't know, Blacklist while I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine or I get ads for Jane the Virgin while I'm watching The Flash. It's like, what the hell? (laughs) I get I get the cross advertising. I just thought for a second like they were advertising for Hulu themselves. Like, come watch more shows on Hulu. We love you. Don't leave us. That's what most of the ads are. It's like check out what you can watch on Hulu Plus. And on one hand, yes, it is cross promotional between the networks. But on the other hand, it's still Hulu Plus. You are paying for us, right? So I don't know. 
yeah, pay for us, spend more time with us, don't ever leave. Here's, just sit down in this chair. And, I don't know, <laughs> get creepy with it. Just like, don't ever leave us, please. Pretty please. Do you share your logins for these uh, streaming services? Yeah, I do. I um, Amazon Prime. Amazon as a whole, it's kind of funny because I'm on Amazon Student and my mom just piggybacks on my account and orders <laughs> stuff all the time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. So I, I have to like, it's probably insecure, but I have to send her my password from one password and she just kind of keeps it on her computer. Mm. But she's oh, just God. like, what is this? She's like always like looking at it. She's like, Kyle, why is your password so weird? <laughs> but she just uses that. And then when I did have Netflix, my parents would share it with me and... They would, my mom actually volunteered to pay me whenever they would use it, like a buck or something, <laughs> which was kind of sweet. Um, any other service like Beats, I would share it with someone, like any people, any people, anyone that would want to. But Beats has the thing where you limit, it limits to one stream, mm-hmm. like you can't be streaming multiple things, which I'm pretty sure Spotify does too. Like you're streaming on another device. And my whole family shares their Rhapsody account, but then that same problem comes up. Rhapsody still things. Yeah, Rhapsody Streaming. Oh, who the funk? They, they only use it because they have a in-house. We have an in-house like speaker system, and Rhapsody is like the only one that's supportive, supported by the system, which is called Control Four, and it's a burning dumpster trash can. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically their iOS app is like four years old, and then their only computer app is through Adobe Air because they can't bother to write anything native. Oh, God. <laughs> but, and any changes you make to the network, you, it screws up the whole system. And it basically, it's basically a scheme designed to make you to keep on calling the tech out, so you have to keep on paying them to come fix the system. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, if you make something proprietary like that, it doesn't matter how good it is, because if that's all you have, if all you have is that Rhapsody streaming service, then that's all you can use. So it doesn't yeah. matter if it's good or bad, you're stuck with it. Yeah, and my I just remember like this was this was Kyle at fifteen or sixteen when my dad like wants to get this system. I remember dad just buy AirPlay speakers for every room. It'll be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just, but I guess the system kind of works because it doesn't have to rely on a computer. But I don't know. I guess Bluetooth is the most platform agnostic way to get music everywhere. And with an apartment as small as mine, it doesn't really matter because I can just. You know, I can leave my iPhone playing in one room while it's charging and then use my Pebble to control the music in the other room while a party's going on or something, and I can just control it from my watch wherever I am, uh, which is awesome. But then, you know, we each have our own speakers here. Me and my roommates, we each have, like, <laughs> our own, you know, speaker set up or our own headphones just all lying around. So I, I, I don't know. If we ever, like, got anything installed, I feel like it, like we would need a bigger space to justify that so we can have music playing in one room and then have another set of speakers in another room where you can't hear it from the first it doesn't make sense but yeah see that that would be the thing because like if with any home sound system you can play music from like three speakers from two speakers from the ones outside and the ones inside or something like that and you can't really do that with bluetooth as much unless you have like a center control system that then has all the other bluetooth speakers hooked to it and that just sounds like an airwave nightmare (laughs) it's so annoying Yeah, I have uh, RDO, and it only allows one stream at a time. And the way it enforces that is if you're logged into the same account and you start playing from another device, it'll say, RDO is playing on another device. Would you like to play it from here? And what's nice, actually, about this, I want other uh, streaming services to do this as well, is if you're, say, playing uh, music through your phone to, like, a Bluetooth speaker or something, you can have your iPad open, and it'll say, you're streaming audio somewhere else. Would you like to play it here or would you like to control it from here? 
you can control your audio account from other places. I can have my iPhone uh, across the room connected to a Bluetooth speaker and be here on my Mac using the audio app and play, pushing pause there and changing the song here will affect the speakers playing elsewhere on my phone. See, the way I immediately think of that is having to be away from home, leave like an iPad connected to a Bluetooth speaker and then start controlling it to freak people out at home. I've done that before. And I'm like at work. The results are exactly as expected. <laughs> just play like some creepy like Halloween soundtrack or just play like all about that bass on repeat. <laughs> I actually love that song. I, I, I do. I, have you listened to her album? No, she has an album? Yeah, the album finally came oh. out like after. Ooh. It's called Tidal. And it's actually really good. Like, it reminds me a little bit of funk music from, like, 70s, 60s. Mm. And it's it's really, really good. Yeah, that's what All About That Bass sounded like to me with that breakdown. It sounded very, like, funky. Um, I just mm-hmm. chalked that up to popular music just being extra funky these days. But, no, I'm glad that's uh, more throwback than anything else. Uptown Funk is pretty funky, too. I like the move back to funk. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, we talked on our last episode, which was, dear God, like, what, two months ago? We had other episodes? <laughs> Yes, I think so. Is this a podcast? Podcast? Podcast for me. Um, fun fact, the last episode was recorded two, mo- two months ago to this day. Seriously? <laughs> last call with Brian Hamilton, December 6, 2014. 40 minutes and 49 seconds. I'll cut that out. 18, 18. Okay, so what do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, I think we were going to talk about... Oh, my, my brain's all over the place. Oh, my, so is um, mine. I mean... Uh, my schedule is night classes Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's it. Oh, God, why? Because I'm a nocturnal weirdo, so it's really nice just being able to roll out of bed whenever and then go into the studio and work on some things and go to class for, like, four hours. I guess night classes would be nice because then you can sleep in. I have class every every day I wake up at um, – you're going you're gonna to, like, flinch or something, but I wake up at 6.30 every day. Which is 4.30 my time, which is yeah. – why would I wake up? I know, but if I was in your time, I wouldn't be waking up at 4.30. That's very true. So, so you're waking up just as I'm going to sleep. I wake up at 4.30 every day, get 20% of my work done on my iPad, mm-hmm. email a bunch of Apple customers, and no, um, there was a parody on Tim Cook and how he apparently wakes up at 4 a.m., which is crazy for a 50-something-year-old. Tim Cook um, is amazing. Don't be dissing Tim. And then he goes and, run, then he goes and bikes 15 miles <laughs> up to Yosemite. <laughs> Says hi, fixes some bugs while he's there, and then comes back. Just like chisels something into the half dome. <laughs> Isn't uh, ten ten three coming out soon with photos? It yeah, the beta just came out today, Ooh. and I'm actually like, it was weird because all all mentions of photos dot app uh, for OS ten like disappeared from Apple's website, and so everyone's like, oh, it's going to be delayed. Oh, panic! Apple is not doing well in this part. Apple needs to s- speed up instead of slowing down. Yada yada. <laughs> They would need to climb back to the high ground. No. Um, so we've been away then, for two months. That was your uh, fill-in for the past two months, listener, of everything that's happened in the Apple community. Marco wrote a thing, and then Apple took away their photos, and now we're here. And the Apple Watch is coming out. The um, what? The Apple Watch. What's that? It's coming out. It's it's like a it's like a watch with an apple on it, and you use the sun to tell the time. Is it like my pebble? The... Can I pebble? Yes. I want to pebble Hopefully. with it. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> So yeah, that's um, that's what's happened the past two months. But no, um, do you, you mentioned offline that you went to talk about uh, you went to talk about work life balance? Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, Brian has to keep me on track, or else I just go all over the place. Oh, it's totally fine. <laughs> I mean, the way that 
so we're not like connected or analog or any of the shows with like actual show notes or anything where we have we're, we're not that structured what, hang on what is that sound you know it, it sounded like someone was like shoveling snow and there is a snow filled window out oh oh my roommate's just texting me sorry brian yeah we don't we don't have any snow over here um <laughs> You guys took all of it. Like, there is literally no snow for this time of the year, which is really strange for Utah. Like, really, it was sixty degrees today. It was hot. Isn't it always like boiling hot out there? Not in Utah. Not in this. Like, Provo Valley is up in the mountains, and so it's usually really, really cold at this time. Like, usually we're we're like thirty or twenty degrees above normal for this time of year. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's way too hot. Like, I had to take off my jacket today, and I only had like a t-shirt on. And jeans. Ugh. Kyle and t-shirt and jeans. Ugh. A v-neck from Need <laughs> and some socks from Need. No, I'm just kidding. American <laughs> Eagle socks and pants. This 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 week's show brought to you by American Eagle. Um, now um. Where you can get work life balance. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> topics. Topic. Um, I'll edit all this out. Don't worry. But um. Yeah. The way that. Yeah, we're just really unorganized. So hey, yo, let's talk about work life balance and see if anybody listens. <laughs> We have jobs, guys. That's very true. People depend on us. Yeah, so uh, tell me, what is your, like, how do you incorporate your job into day day life as a student? I'm sort of lucky. I mean, it does get out of hand, like, just with the amount of work, hence, like, this two-month delay and not even be able to, like, function sometimes. But I'm lucky because my job is on campus, more or less, um... And so I just, I go to work, I go to classes at seven in the morning, which yes, or eight in the morning, which is crazy, I know. <laughs> I'm an early bird. Like, even on weekends, I wake up at six. Blech. I am the embodiment of the devil. No. Um, and so I basically, I go to classes, and then in between, depending on my schedule, which this semester works out great, because I have classes in the morning, and then from there, I just go to work until five. And so it's kind of like I already have a nine to five or an eight to five job, but I just have to walk all the way across campus to get to my work. And then I get some exercise in. But it basically makes it so I have to do everything school related outside of that eight to five hours. Um, that, sorry, that sounded really deep. <laughs> um, the eight to five hours. And so I'll get home and get kind of tired, but I'll finish all the work I can and then maybe do a little bit in the morning before school. But I mean, it certainly is not easy, even though it is, it is kind of like simple because I basically go to school, the, the physical school location for nine hours a day. Mm -hmm. But then in between, like if I forget an assignment, I'm kind of a little bit hosed because I get my classes are right in the morning and I can't, I don't have time like in between classes because there are no classes in, after 10. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different than other school because, like, past semesters and especially, like, summer semester, I would have, like, one hour, two-hour gaps between classes. And so, like, in between English and history, if I had to finish some assignment or submit something online, then I could do it. Or what other class? If I had to finish a communications assessment or something, then I'd, I'd be able to do it. But now it's kind of like it kind of keeps me focused but also – kind of kind of a little bit bad if i do mess up and forget something so it's like a win lose win win situation <laughs> uh no i tried last year to do something like that because you know 
me being all existential and scared and stuff, I was like, okay, um, later in life, I'm going to need to do nine to five. So regardless of my class schedule, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend nine to five every day working on schoolwork, even though I only had maybe an hour or two of classes every day last year. <clears throat> so when I tried that, it failed miserably. Left to my own devices, I crash and burn. <laughs> Even though I try to like hold myself to that kind of schedule, it's like it failed miserably. And I don't know how people do it every time. So my schedule now, I have a night class on Monday, four hours, a night class on Tuesday, four hours, one class uh, early afternoon on Wednesday for four hours, and then another four hour class. This is the part I like to forget about. Um, Tuesday at 8 a.m which is the holy crap uh, but then i'm done for like i have more days without class than with so i it's it's nice uh in a way because i have so much free time but then i look at that free time and squander it by you know watching netflix or brooklyn 99 things like that and i end up like not doing anything because i think i have so much time that's just ugh. so i totally get that like i I, I tried to do that, like stay on top of everything. I try to go to campus once a day and then come back after everything is done, like you do. Um, so I guess that's where, you know, things like Dropbox, file services, uh, stuff like that that keeps files in sync works so well, which is like, I don't know, I really appreciate the way that, you know, technology is able to pull all this stuff off. So if I forget something five minutes before class, I'm like, oh crap, wait, where is it? Oh, am I backed up on Backblaze? So I can just go into Backblaze, pull it down, and I'll have it. I've had that same thing save me so many, like, I try my best, like, I know, I know, I know, but I save all my pages, documents into iCloud Drive, whatever the page, the, into the pages folder, mm -hmm. and so I can always access it from the browser at school or even download it as a Word document at school, but there are times where, like, something is in my documents folder, like, say, my resume, where I have to make a mock one for my business classes or a presentation I made that I forgot um, where it's in my documents folder, but thankfully, Backblaze always has it, like, my computer is always, there is not a moment when it's not 100% backed up because Google Fiber. But um, I, I've, that has saved me so many times, like now and even like years ago in high school where I did a fun little hack where I symlink the documents folder into Dropbox, which basically makes like a mirror of it and keeps it up to date. So like if I save anything in documents, it's automatically backed up seconds later. Oh, that's fantastic. $5 unlimited unthrottled uh, backup backblaze. We're expect to check any day soon now, backblaze. So the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I tried that, uh, making a 9 to 5 thing out of my classes and going to campus once, doing everything there and coming back. Like, I've heard that um, that kind of spatial recognition really works well for, uh, you know, maintaining that kind of attitude where, you know, home is where you relax, work is where you work. So, you know, like... Having a separate home office is really helpful instead of, you know, doing work in bed because then your brain conflates those two and you're like, oh, wait, am I working? Am I sleeping? Your body doesn't know. Uh, so yeah. I tried doing that. It failed miserably. Uh, every time I wake up in the morning and say, okay, today I'm going to edit for many, many hours to catch up on the work I've missed or, you know. It never happens. Never happens. Never uh, happens for me. Mm -hmm. It sucks. I have this little <laughs> mantra where I think. Marco Arment does this every single day. Jason Snell does this every single day. I open up Overcast, look at what Marco made by doing exactly what I'm not doing right now. It's like, I, I, I try to, you know, pull off what they pull off because I know it's possible thanks to them. And it doesn't work, yeah. ever. Yeah, it's definitely, I know it's a pos possible, but I'm never like, I try to tell myself, like, and then when I do get to the library, 
I mean, so basically on Saturdays, like I'll try to like say, okay, I'm going to get on the computer finally at 10 a.m. and like get some work done and get my homework done early and finish this essay that's due in three weeks and just get it done. And I never do unless, but there are some times where I finally like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I go to the library or me and my roommates will all go to the library and just kind of study. And most of the time I'm a little bit more productive there, but sometimes I will just get distracted depending on what I'm doing. It's just like, it's a constant struggle to like get myself to sit down. It's just like, okay, Kyle, do your accounting homework. St- stop. And it doesn't help that the accounting page is super slow. And so like something will submit for like 30 seconds. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, Twitter, check, Twitter, check. <laughs> like I'm waiting. I'm like, it's, it's, it's something totally slow on their end. Cause again, I have super fast internet and it's just like, they're like, let's take forever to submit this. And it's just like, <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Wiley Plus. You suck. Um, <sighs> Once you get down and do it, it's not nearly as bad as you think it is when you're sitting there in bed dreading getting out of bed, like, ugh, I have to do this thing. It's never as bad once you actually sit down and do it. But then you never mm-hmm. want to do it again after. It's like uh, my favorite quote I've seen uh, in the past like six months or so was, I hate writing. I love having written. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> that is exactly it. Like, it'll take me, like – even at home or even in the library, it may take like 10 or so minutes until I'm just like, okay, I'm finally focused. I'm in the zone because it's due tomorrow. <laughs> I'm finally in that spot and I get so much done like with essays and anything else. Like I'll finally get in zone and type out like two pages in 10 minutes, but it takes me so long to get to that point that it's just like, it's a, it's such a struggle. <laughs> it's like, it's such a terrible struggle that I kind of inflict <laughs> on myself because of like, waiting or procrastinating or due time due dates and stuff but once you're there you're actually finally doing something and it feels so good (laughs) do you have a favorite procrastination story or uh, worst procrastination you've done um well over the summer my summer semester up here i did have a 12 page paper that was due and and that at that point i was um i had work on the weekends and so if I didn't get anything done on the weekdays, which I would also relax on because I had work all day on the weekends. And so it was kind of a constant struggle of, okay, I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start doing this now. And this 12 page paper, I wrote the last four pages half an hour before class started that it was wow. due. And then, I, then I printed off those 12 pages that, and that, um, like 20 minutes before class, which my good system was always bringing my file to the library and printing it off there because I don't own a printer because this is 2015. But, ding. um, ding. <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. But at the same time, like that same thing of printing it off in the library would be like, oh, I, I can go to sleep now. I'll just print this off in the morning and finish those pages. But I typed basically a third of my research paper at the night the like 30 minutes before it was due in class which was probably the worst thing i've ever done because <laughs> it's it's not like it probably wasn't my best work even though i like to think it is because i type it all out and i'm getting it all out all at once but i didn't take the time to maybe set it aside and then proofread it which i could have done and get a better grade even though i still got an a but congratulations yeah <laughs> that that is like all my procrastination is like somehow i pull it off and Yep, me too. I mean, the way that I procrastinate, um, it's, I always get that second wind at the end. Like, I'll try to start early. It never works. I'm like, oh, I have time. Oh, I have time. Oh, I have time. Oh, I have time. I don't have time anymore. Let's do it now. Um, My favorite. That is my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me think. My favorite procrastination story is, um, it was two semesters ago. I was writing a paper on 
uh, Truffaut's The 400 Blows, which is probably one of my favorite like of the French New Wave movies, and I had to write a paper on it. Um, mm. I hold up in the library where they have these wonderful dual-screen Mac setups. Uh, so it's an iMac with a cinema display, uh, Thunderbolt display connected to it. Uh, and they're both on those, uh, God, what are those arms called? The, um, like those mounting the arms? V, starts with a V. Yeah. You guys listening know what we're talking about. Yes, that's the, uh, that's the arm. <clears throat> and so you're supposed to like log onto the iMac using your student ID and, um, you know, project whatever it is you're doing onto both. I figured out a way to connect my, like, I, this isn't difficult, but I'm the only person I know that's figured this out at my university because I'm the only Mac nerd that I know. Uh, I figured out how to have my MacBook in clamshell and project everything onto both monitors with my own external keyboard and mouse, which is like, oh my, oh my God, it's amazing. I know this is probably the dumbest thing I've said on the show so far, but I love it. No, it's, and, um, it sounds awesome. <laughs> and uh, I was writing this paper and on one full screen. I had like the movie playing because I had to watch it for the first time that night as well. And uh, the, the, the paper, night before it was due, the night before it was due, I watched, watched the movie and then wrote about okay. it as I was watching it. <laughs> oh my gosh! And oh. but on the other screen, I had in full screen mode. Uh, have you played Year Walk? I have not. It is uh, Samogo's. Pre- no, no, their first game of their like weird era but um it's like 2d adventure you wander through the woods in uh like like uh 19th century sweden and it is beautiful really really scary it's like a horror game but i was playing that while watching this movie and writing this paper that is like the ultimate adhd distraction like oh i'm playing a game writing a paper and checking twitter and watching a movie yeah twitter like, was all at well. once <laughs> yeah i i i just like assumed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it were us i uh got an oh. a on the paper i finished around four in the morning uh after starting at like 10 and i got oh an a gosh. it was awesome yeah, that's the, that's like probably the worst part for people like us and people i know like even like there are honor students i know like kids that have gotten full rides at asu and from my graduating class and stuff where they always are like talking about their procrastination and the worst part is we keep on getting A's no matter how far we put it off. We still get A's on the paper. And that's probably the worst part for me is I've, I mean, there are probably a few papers where I've gotten B's and C's or just projects that I've not done so well. But even this just last semester, I had another, like, it turned out to be a class where the teacher really didn't care. But I kind of finished, me and our group kind of finished it like the night before and printed it off the class period before. And we still got an A because mainly because you didn't care, I don't think, but also just, <laughs> I mean, it, we still did pretty good. And that's the thing. Like, no matter how much we procrastinate, we still get A's. Yeah. Like these kinds of things I've been procrastinating my entire life since I was in I don't know, second grade. I remember I had to uh, do an entire like diorama project in one night uh, in fifth grade. And oh it was my like gosh. traumatizing things. Did you ever do, like, those trifold projects? Sorry. I, uh, I am so glad I never have to see one of those goddamn trifold boards in my life ever again. Oh, my God. I, I hated those things so much. Like, I would always be – because there's always those people, you know, that would – okay, for – okay, audience. Trifold is, like, basically <laughs> it's these it's these research projects, quote, unquote, research that you do in like second and third grade, usually science fair stuff or oh, I did them in like history. freshman year too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But like uh. you do like 
it's like a three big huge tall cardboard thing with three folds it's usually all white and i don't know about brian i don't know about you i trust you in the third person but mine always ended up looking terrible because there was someone who some mom with some crafts year um crafts book slash wow i'm totally spacing what do you call those stupid books that you scrapbook scrapbook yeah like <laughs> scrapbooking mother that would have all the fancy outlines and the cardboard construction paper colorful and like the pop out <laughs> things almost and mine was just like i stapled eight by half by 11 papers with my stuff to the to the trifold it looks terrible and it always was just like it seemed like a competition of who could make the prettiest stupid thing and yep it was just the worst like it was the worst <laughs> And procrastinating it and doing it, like, I would, I remember doing it, like, an hour before school started, because this was when third or fourth grade, when school started at 9 a.m., and so I'd be up at, like, 7 a.m. doing it, doing the trifold project, and just, like, this is terrible. (laughs) I always felt so terrible when I made them. I was in sixth grade, and I made, uh, from the science fair that year, I had to do... Uh, or this was my own like selection thing. I was doing uh, how does a cookie, how is a cookie affected if you take out one of the ingredients at a time? So I made like ten batches of cookies, each one of them with a different ingredient, and I would photograph the batter and the final product. And I did all of that the There's... night before it was due. Oh so gosh. as a you know, I don't know, I was like ten or eleven, and. It, <laughs> I had to say, hey, mom, so do we have, like, three pounds of flour and two dozen eggs that I'm, I can make all these cookies with? And, of course, I was, you know, I had no idea how to cook, so, of course, my family had to help me, and they were furious by the end. And I remember I brought, I did all that, took all the pictures, wrote everything up, printed it out, made, like, a cheesy graph. I had to, like, handwrite it, too, because I didn't know how Excel worked. Oh, yeah. And then I had to... Uh, put everything on. It looked really bad. I had these like tiny cookie stickers I put on to try to simulate that kind of like scrapbooking mother look, and it looked like crap. And I remember my parents were furious until we got to the science fair. I put mine up. It was easily the worst of all of like the 50 or 60 ones. But they looked around like, wait a minute, what the hell is all this? These these kids obviously all of their parents did these for them. One of them had like yeah, a yeah exactly like a car battery powering like a little hamster treadmill with a hamster inside it. It was like what at least I knew my work was honest was my family's uh, way of writing it off. <laughs> yeah. that Well, that was my thing too, is my family, like they kind of like my mom actually was like craftsperson, but like I would just never, sorry, my roommate's like singing or something. Um, it's lovely. Have you, do you hear it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I can edit that out. I, know, I hope it's not been in the background. Okay. 3950. Um, but my parent, like, I would never really ask them for help because I kind of wanted it to do it on my own. But then at the same time, it's just like, I just, I just remember like even doing my state project or whatever project it was, it was just like, I kind of wanted to do it on my own, but then it would just always kind of look terrible because these people would literally, it's like, it's like that Brian Regan comedy sketch. It's like, I have my science fair project and then these kids are totally having their parents help them. Like they're backing them in on flatbed trucks and <laughs> Like, packing their projects in and like, oh, here's the thing with five hundred dollars worth of stuff and a bunch of glitter and I've got a cup of dirt. <laughs> it's a dirt. It's a cup with dirt in it. <laughs> Have you seen that Bob's That's Burgers a- episode with the uh, science fair? I haven't actually. Oh, uh, do you watch Bob's Burgers? I I don't. 
it. Oh, we got to get you on that. Do you, you canceled Netflix. Do you have it again, or did you just cancel it, or what? I just don't have it at the moment. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can always find things on the noble ship of um, pirates. <laughs> um, I mean, we totally could. I, mm, I pause it. Next episode, we do a Bob's Burgers episode. Oh, no. You watch some Bob's Burgers. I'll assign oh, you, no. like, three or four episodes, and we'll talk about them. Okay. What do you think of that, Kyle? I'll actually, I, I think I'll actually do that, because then it gives me something to wa- watch instead of just playing video games. What do you play? But I will find those. I play Smash Brothers on the 3DS, which is amazing. <sighs> okay, so... So good. Brian, you need to get it. I, I have it. I've been playing it since uh, winter break. It's so awesome. It's so good. So... I remember when I was when I first got my DS and they started to remake uh, a bunch of older N64 games because you know it was at that point we can put an N64 in our pockets. I was like, wow, they should do Super Smash Brothers. It's the greatest game ever. They should probably put it in their pocket. And I, the more I thought about it, I realized, wait, the best part of Super Smash Brothers is playing on a sofa with all of your friends and just laughing and like getting really angry, like, "Er, you sunk my battleship or whatever it is you do." And <laughs> I. Uh, I, I Super Smash Brothers in your pocket alone doesn't didn't appeal to me. And then when I saw they made it for the 3DS, I was like, wait, what? didn't people think this was a bad idea? So I got it, and it got really good reviews. Like, people, now that, you know, mobile phones and mobile games are such a big thing, people know how to do those kinds of solitary, time-wasty games right. They reformatted Super Smash to make it, like, easy to pick up and put down in three- to five-minute increments while you're playing on the subway. It's brilliant. I love it. It's always been like a, I mean, a two minute, three minute thing. But like, the best part is playing. Like, I play online all the time. <laughs> but also, the best part is, because my university is also awesome, and we have couches. And I th- think I talked about this before, but we have Wii U's. We have like four, and what? they have Smash Brothers Wii U. What? At my campus, like, what? I will go in between classes and play Smash Brothers. And and what? the best part? Did you just flip a table? Do you have Wii U's, like, on your campus just to play? Yeah, in our student life center. Uh, d- and, and the best part is I can use my 3DS as a controller for Smash Brothers. I've So I don't even, like, rent a controller, like, where you give them your ID card. I just walk up, and they add me, and then I just play with Villager, where I beat the crap out of everyone, <laughs> because that tree is awesome. I've always wanted to try that. I've always wanted it's to so... try uh, doing the Wii U Super Smash thing uh, with DS. It's... It's so fun because I tried, like, the first day I, like, oh, yeah, they finally got Smash Brothers because they've had them. But then I'm, like, oh, they might get Smash Brothers when it comes out. And then the first day I try, like, I'm trying to use the Wii Pro Classic controller, and I'm just, like, terrible. Like, I did not, like, it's just so different than the 3DS, which I've been already playing with for a month to play Smash Brothers. And I'm trying to use this other controller, and I'm just doing terrible. So the next day I bring my 3DS to school, and I completely obliterate people i remember okay so i know i'm the only person that thinks this i think the wii u or no the wii controller and the nunchuck is a better controller for most games than the gamecube controller especially like mario kart every time i try playing with a gamecube controller i oh yeah. nowhere near as good yeah. as with the nunchuck see i'm the weirdo with mario kart where i use the steering wheel oh how do you do that it's it's painful witchcraft i mean that makes sense you're a wizard yeah oh my gosh that never dies. Oh, it's never going to die. Freaking... You are a wizard forever, Kyle. I know. Uh, I registered when I registered some of my domain names. I put the company Wizard Productions, <laughs> just for kicks. <laughs> and so Gray Dot Sexy is registered under Wizard Productions. <laughs> At least you're not on the coast. I need to. I need to make an LLC. Please do. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> there's 
serious? I mean, no one's gonna like fact check you on that. So like, oh, wizard LLC. Okay, that, that, okay, that's cool. I mean, it's all Federico's fault. <laughs> Why? He's like the Lord. He's the one that said, "Oh, it's like a Lord of the Rings character when it's like Kyle's the Grey." Oh, he started that, really? Yeah, I can send you the audio clip. The iPad has an undo button. Semicolon. We are morons. And so, uh, long-time feedback giver, Kyle's the Gray, and a newcomer, 69. It's, uh, it's Kyle Seth Gray. Is it? Kyle's yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle the Kyle's Gray. The, Kyle's, the gray. Kyle's the Gray is and like, I, it's I like just a, read, a character... Yeah. It's like a character from the Lord, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Kyle's the Gray. And... <laughs> oh, you, you save audio clips when you're mentioned, too. <laughs> No, yes. Uh, I just did it for that one because it was hilarious. And yes, I'm a little vain and I'm a little bit weird with just like, these people are talking about me. Yay. Yay. No, it's okay. No, I'm it's important. Okay. No, I mean, I, I I don't save the files, but I like remember the time codes when um, uh, yeah. when someone mentions me. So my favorite instance of this was the uh, incomparable D&D trivia, uh, Trivial Pursuit episode when they did that uh, this April Fool's Day. And... I, I didn't know Joe that well when this happened, but he uh, he tweeted at me, curse you, Brian. I was like, what? Who's Joe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he tweeted at me, curse you, Brian. I was like, wait, what? What did I do? And at this point, I was uh, – I had had a lot of soda, so I was a little hyped up. And um, I was like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? And um, uh, I forget who, if it was Joe or the like official TP Kill um, account tweeted at me saying – you're blamed for the entire uh, Trivial Pursuit episode. So I was like, what? <laughs> so I like scrubbed to the end and I was listening and they were like, we cursed you, Brian Hamilton. Whose idea was this, Brian Hamilton? I was like, oh my God. And and it was like, I, <laughs> I didn't know how to handle it. It was really fun. <laughs> I never, like, I was just, like for the past two Bonanza shows, just to go on my own little vein train, I've made <laughs> Matt swear. <laughs> like I texted him during the show, which I'm not going to go more into that and then the other time i made the matt face thing and he saw the snake he made himself look like a snake and it was just like the most terrifying thing but i take pride in the fact that apparently i'm the third spiritual co-host of bonanza now oh my God. i take pride i like I, I like i'll show friends i'm just like look at this oh i bought God. the domain look guys <laughs> just like this stupid thing where i'm just like i, I i'm somewhat involved it's like a little community <laughs> Oh, have you you've seen the Bonanza Room Matt thing, right? Oh, I've seen the Bonanza Room Matt thing. Uh, have you seen the Mike one? There's a Mike one. There's a Mike one. I, I, do people know about this? Because I didn't. Mike, no, Mike knows. Oh, is it on the BonanzaRoos.com domain? Yeah. Mm. Here, let me. I, I just sent you the link. Oh, well, let me go play or... around with it. Because <laughs> this is it's totally terrible. hashtag pro podcasting. <laughs> pro podcast? No, I mean this will yeah, be in the after dark. Send, people send things live. Oh my god! <laughs> you actually made this. And then just change the after URL to ISMH. Oh, this is disturbing. It's like a creepy Mike snake. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's a snake. That's what Matt, the Matt snake. Oh god. Um, ISMH. You, and then, yeah. And then just go slowly with his head. It's kind of funny because of how his hair blends in. It just looks so weird. Like, just go slowly with his head back and forth. That just sounds so wrong. Um, <laughs> just slowly move the head back There's no back recovering and forth. from this. Let's just go with it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wow. What? It, 
I was going to make one with Joe, but I think making a bot for him was already enough, and I think he hates me enough for that on Twitter. Mm. The Joe bot, the Joe and Dan bots. They, <laughs> did you see my uh, soda hyped up wink wink nudge nudge uh, argument with it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, Which, God. What, what it's, it, it's in the Twitter sphere somewhere. No, it was with Dan. Yeah, I uh, argued with this yeah. bot for quite literally 20 minutes. And I actually enjoy it because Dan, Dan and um, Joe will, like, actually talk to their bots sometimes. Just, for, like, like say, what's up? I hate you guys or something. And they'll just start going back and forth with them. And this thing have looked so – they've, like, said the thing, the look. I don't care what. Um, they've said some hilarious things that I just, like, don't understand how – like, I didn't program the stuff behind it. But it just says the funniest things. It's so delightful. Uh, your ebooks accounts are priceless. I have to. I say. still haven't made mine respond, but mine still tweets out some funny things, like for me, where it's like someone needs to figure out how to make iTunes difficult, or, <laughs> or. Hold on, I'm just gonna read through some of these real quick because they're. And the show is uh, done. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, hold on. Hmm. LOL, at some non-iPhone making noise in the snow, and we don't get any in Utah. I'm perfectly okay. <laughs> like. What? It just goes on. Or you've got mail was a conspiracy. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> there was one in all caps. Um, or oh, this this was the gold one recently, just last one. I urge Congress to do a f- ton of things like yay or bay on Twitter. <laughs> oh God! Okay, just like, so what is going on there? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so in summation, uh, we, you and me, Kyle, are what's wrong with the internet. Yes, we, are. Uh, we have. I, I troll everyone, and I only I only haven't made one for like any other like people from like Relay or AT or Marco just because they already have enough parody accounts on them. Oh yeah, and I feel like it would be mean. Oh god! So we're what's wrong with the internet? Uh, yes. We make snake bots and Twitter tweeters of weird things. Snake bots. And uh, when no one should let us near computers ever ever. Uh, never ever. I mean, who lets near these nice fancy mics? That was probably very loud. I apologize. 